This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. The Down on the Docks on the Other Side of the Tracks Die Bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to on the Odyssey app or hey, wherever else you get that podcast action from. Listen, I'm not judging you as long as you're liking, subscribing, and sharing and checking out our content. Also on YouTube, the same feelings apply for that as well. Also, if you said hello yet, hit us up on the socials. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We are on Twitter or X, whatever you care to call that thing. We are on there we haven't talked to you since the start of labor day weekend so we're just kind of on this episode treading through a little bit of things going on here on the mariners road trip yes they've started out one and three here in september after having a record breaking august uh we've had some awards come out over the weekend that we kind of saw coming and one that kind of surprised us but we just talking through it we're talking about andres muñoz getting al reliever of the month and of course the no shit uh award aka the al offensive player of the the month award for number 44 your center fielder julio rodriguez hey there's been some good individual things that are happening here in the met series and the start of the red series but there's also some fundamental things kind of uh you know going the other direction right now we're kind of just talking about that talking through it also trying to just talk each other out of like hey listen this is just a little tiny little funk but let's hope the mariners get things back going that's what we're kind of doing here on this episode we're recording this right before the start of game two of the red series in cincinnati but anyways, I'm done talking and spoiling it. Just happy to be back talking Mariners baseball. We are in the final month of the baseball season. So thank you for being here, going down the stretch, going in the pressure cooker, going through that emotional roller coaster with us here at the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. And with me to hold my hand on this roller coaster ride into hopefully the postseason is my man, my main man up in Edmonds. What's up, Hannah? What's going on? Hey, man, how are you? You just heard me. I am on the emotional roller coaster, but uh, hey, how'd your uh, Labor Day weekend go? It was awesome. How about yours? It was pretty awesome, too. If you can remember this far back, it all kicked off last Friday at the Admiral up there with a Mariners PA announcer, Tom Hutler, for his watch party that he had there up at the Admiral. Yeah, that was a really good experience. A nice crowd there. Uh, trivia, raffle, a lot of good prizes. Uh, really nice to see Tom. 
yeah, it was a good time over there in uh, West Seattle. Yeah, the only thing that sucked was the game, uh, but <laughs> the festivities around it were a lot of fun. Uh, Tom had a lot of uh, great gifts, really awesome gifts he was giving out. We brought down some rye bread and mustard swag. It was a good crowd. Tom said that was one of the bigger turnouts for one of his uh, watch parties over there. Yeah, it was really enjoyable. I would definitely do it again. It was nice to see uh, how uh, many Mariner fans were there. Like you mentioned, it was enjoyable, uh, the game. Uh, Logan pitched really good, but uh, yeah, the bats didn't come through, but uh, it was a lot of fun, even a little bunting contest where uh, fans got to win some yeah. tickets. So uh, if you are into that kind of stuff and want some free stuff and good at trivia and just want to hang around some Mariner fans and watch the game, it's definitely a place I would recommend. Yeah, it, it was good trivia. It was from the easiest, like basic Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, answers to some tough ones that actually stumped us. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, no no uh, freebies there, that's for sure. Yeah, so uh, we'll keep you updated if they have another one of those watch parties down at the Admiral. Obviously, it's got to be during a, a road game because – you know, Tom Hutler's up there in the booth. Uh, you also can check him out on Cameo. Maybe he'll even, uh, you know, bring you up to the plate. I think that's a awesome gift. I know I've talked about it in the intros, but what do you think about that? Oh, for sure. Uh, to have a legendary voice of Tom Hutler uh, announce your name or do whatever uh, for, like you mentioned before, gifts, uh, any kind of Cameo type thing, uh, it'd be really cool to have Tom Hutler do it for you. Hell yeah. We on the podcast that we did with him, we had we played a little trivia with him and we uh, acapella or I should say I acapella some of the uh, Mariners classic Mariner walk up music. And it was just awesome. Go check that out on Cameo. So let's get back into uh, some fun news before we get into some of the tough news. Uh, Everett Aqua Sox right now, just right before we started recording this, they clinched the Northwest Division. Good for them. Good. That's awesome. Bring some more. Hopefully they have some more home games in the playoffs. Bring some more money up to the uh, great community up in Everett. And uh, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, they go see Sir Harry Ford playing up there. Uh, the uh, I believe the uh, Modesto Nuts are wrapping up their season, but we're going to have somebody from the Modesto Nuts uh, media uh, team come on and talk to us. Yeah, I'm curious to uh, talk with him. Um, I believe I read some. They're on quite a winning streak here lately, so it'd be interesting to see if uh, they uh, as well make the playoffs or if their season ends. I'm not sure how uh, the uh, playoffs are structured down there in uh, low A, but yeah, looking forward to talking with Chris. Yeah, Chris Estrada, shout out to you. Can't wait to talk to you once you guys wrap up the season down there. Uh if you want to go check out their stuff, like on social media, he does a great job with the Instagram. All right, let's get right into it. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. August 
amazing month for the Mariners. As you know, we talked about it on the last episode, 21 wins in the month of August, setting a record for the franchise. We also had some big awards that we kind of assumed. And one of them was like a, whoa, just, uh, but then when you go back and look at it, you're like, okay, I get it. I'm talking about Andre Munoz get, getting uh, AL reliever of the month. And of course, Julio Rodriguez getting AL player in the month, which was kind of a, obviously a foregone conclusion. I didn't have to book a flight to New York and climb the tower and have you bail me out. Yeah, he was pretty much a no doubter. Yeah. The Andres moon or as far as uh, Julio goes, but yeah, Andres Munoz, uh, great to see him get the recognition that he deserves. Yeah. It was a kind of, it was kind of a thing where it was a little surprising um, knowing that, this month he he gave up some runs i mean when you go back and look at it, he gave up seven runs but uh only three of them ended up being earned so and he ended up the uh month with 20 k's nine saves and just under a 2.0 era so yeah um they must just look at stats as well just like you know any sports radio guy might not always watch the game or podcaster or whoever you know so it looks like they just go off the stats but uh he he did do uh really good for us this month. He had a few bumps in the road there, but uh, you know, his his workload, his workload got magnified and got tougher and tougher with you know the trade of Seawald. Like we've kind of said, maybe this is an adjustment period. Maybe we see him uh not pitch so much in the ninth. And earlier in the game, we're going to find out here in September. Uh, nonetheless, I heard his interview with Shannon Dreyer and, you know, he was the first one to go, Hey, this, my name is on the award, but this is for the bullpen. The bullpen did this. And he seemed very like surprised that he was and humbled and uh, very honored about winning the award. Yeah, super cool to hear that. Uh, he seems like a likable guy. The little bit I've heard him do interviews. So, yeah, uh, hopefully it's the first of many accolades that he wins throughout his career, and that's hopefully with a Mariner uniform. Yeah, and it, I mean, he knows that his role has changed, and I was listening a little bit uh, with, with Shannon and them after this game here that they just wrapped up with the Reds, and they talk about how he's been, you know, preparing and, uh, you know, definitely using the uh, mental strength coach that the Mariners have, like they they do a foul pole to foul pole every day. So he knows that from what I got from it, he knows that his role has changed and he knows how that's going to possibly affect him. And he's trying to stay on top of it. Yeah, that's great that they're preparing him for that new role, um, whether it be in a safe situation or facing the three best hitters in the lineup in the eighth inning or what have you, but uh, that's good to hear that he's really um, accepting this new role and taking all the things that go along with it to uh, help him along succeed in whatever role the Mariners put him in late in the games. Yeah. And in this interview too, he was talking about like, Hey, he hasn't had a slider like he used to have. And he says it's a work in progress, but it's going to get there. It's something that he's working on. And I was like, wow, that was really interesting to hear. Yeah, it's very obvious watching a pitcher lately that his slider has not been as sharp. And, you know, as fans, we notice those things. But players, and especially big league players, aren't oblivious to that. And they know when they have their good stuff and they don't. So it's not surprising that he would mention that. 
Yeah, and he seemed pretty confident. Like he's like, it's almost back to where it needs to be. It's he's working on it. Um, we know he's a hard worker. This guy started the season off from a season off on the injured list. So, you know, he got thrown right back in there. And when he came back, me and you were like, Hey, if this guy had more of a runway, we thought he was the most valuable player on the team to possibly make the all-star team, you know, in, in June. Yeah. The way he came out and the way he looked and he was so dominant, just blowing guys away and guys really just had no chance up at the plate facing him. He was incredible. And with the season that the Mariners were having where guys were slumping and not putting up numbers that we were accustomed to, or that we thought they should be at. Um, yeah. He was really, really successful coming out of the blocks after the injury uh, coming back after spring training. Yeah. And we know he's tough as nails. I mean, he was pitching on a bad ankle all the, the end of, all the throughout the whole run last year. So, um, you know, if, if this is the worst that we're going to see of Andres Munoz, when he's winning AL pitcher of the month. And why, when I say the worst, I think this is the most he's been, you know, hit all his career as a Mariner. And yet he's still being recognized as the best pitcher in the last month coming out of the bullpen in the American league. Yeah, I mean, it's a base results type of a game, obviously. Uh, he doesn't give up the long ball, but uh, it's also magnified when, you know, you're the late inning guy and you have a lead and you give it up. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, he has definitely been worked hard and is thrown into this situation where he is put in those situations and hopefully he continues to hopefully succeed even better than what he did uh this last month in winning the um, AL reliever of the month. I We're going to need him to, and um, let's get into Julio. Uh, obviously, if you have not heard, if you've, you know, been in a coma, if you've been in jail, if you've just been, I don't know, locked in a well somewhere, held hostage, Julio Rodriguez, AL player of the month. We're talking 420 batting average, 45 hits, 28 singles, 10 doubles, seven home runs. And remember that 17 hits in a four game span. I think he was slugging over what 700. Uh, you know, he had 20 hits in 23 games, showing you every single tool. We look at a lot of those hits and some of those singles. Let's we all know the big home runs and the doubles, they're right there. There's a lot of hustle hits. Um, and a lot of hits, honestly, were taken away in that month. I, I remember many a times that he was robbed. And if we're even going farther back, uh, I saw today, the, going back to July 25th, to the start of September, he had 10 home runs, 10 stolen bases, 100 total bases. Pretty damn impressive. And that's an understatement. This is shit that we're, we haven't seen. He's breaking records that they're like 98 years old. Who knows what, who was keeping score back then? Uh, but a uh, uh, huge award at the right time. Obviously we got to move on from it, but what do you got to say about him and the award? We knew it was coming. Yeah. Just an incredible stretch. Uh, the first time he's won uh, AL Player of the Month, and I would expect him to win many more throughout his career. It was certainly an incredible run, and I've never seen anybody so hot as uh, Julio was during that month, and especially during that 
four game stretch that you mentioned where he had all those hits. I mean, he stormed back to lead the league in hits. Uh, just an incredible month. Yeah. And these weren't garbage time hits. These weren't uh, not to knock Mike Trout, but these weren't Mike Trout stats playing on a team that it didn't matter if you win or loss in the big picture. These were a lot of these were big, huge hits. A lot of these were late inning hits that he needed to come through in the clutch, which was one of the question marks on Julio. And he was answering his critics quite a bit in the month of August. Yeah. For me, it wasn't only the hits. It was the, 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 the velocity that just the sheer freaking, I mean, there are no cheapies with him throughout that whole month. They were all solid hits, and they were just laced. And, I mean, it was just incredible how he was squaring up balls, barreling up balls, and just hitting them with authority. He was on his game for sure. Yeah, let's not forget about the defense last month. Great defense. Uh, I happened to be at that game where he had, like, four phenomenal catches along with the, uh, you know, the theatrical uh robbing of a home run yeah he's an incredible talent five tool player uh he's got the charisma he's got everything and it's going to be exciting to continue to follow his career as a seattle mariner um that's a great great month that he had and i mean can he get better absolutely can he stay that hot hard to say but man uh the future looks so bright for julio yeah, and we've we've heard some uh you know clamoring of like, hey, is he gonna get some MVP votes? I think possibly he could. It depends how you look at the MVP for the job that he's asked to do. Um, if he can carry the team like this and have a similar month. We know he just hit a home run right before this recording, becoming the first player in MLB history to have 25 plus and 25 plus in stolen bases in his first two seasons in the major league. You look at Otani and you hear the same words all the time or phrases, something that we've never seen before in MLB history. That phrase is thrown around quite a bit and it's very factual, but we're starting to hear the same phrases used for Julio. Uh, what do you, what do you got to say about that? Do you think if this is just a race like we talked about in the last episode, I believe the race for second place is the AL uh, MVP is the race to watch along with uh, the division race. Where do you think he could stack up? And do you think there is some sort of scenario that you could see him actually getting the AL player of the month by just strong arm robbing this from Otani? I mean, anything's possible. I mean, at 22 years old, we forget that. Um, anything's possible. There's a month left to play. Um, yeah, if he goes on a heater like he did last month, uh, anything's possible. Will he get some votes this year? Uh, for sure. Um, but with Otani having the season that he did and going both ways, being a hitter and a pitcher, I mean, it's his to lose. So it's it's hard to say. I think Julio has a chance, but is it likely to happen? I, I probably would bet against it, but anything's possible. Um, especially with what he did in August. Yeah, I would, I'm with you. If I had to put down a bet, could he steal it from Otani? You know, my brain says no, my heart wants to say yes. But at the end of the day, you look at the Mariners team, even though he is the motor, he sets the tone. We, we ride on his back. 
That's the way the team was kind of set up. The Mariners have a lot of guys, though, that have come up in these hero spots. You got JP. You've seen what Teoscar Hernandez has done. We just did a last episode. Our last episode was about, hey, if Julio didn't have this record-setting month, we're looking at Teo probably, possibly as the AL um, offensive player of the month or even a look at Cal. Um you know, so I think that's that's a big difference. Anaheim's been just hit with tons of in- injuries, and you've seen what Otani has done up until now, where he's has this UCL injury, and um, you know he's playing through it, and he and he and he does have these monster offensive numbers. But then again, you look at a team like the Mariners, and look where we are, and look where they are. That's kind of where you, you kind of can throw an argument because how much of that is based off of like what you've done for your team or how much of it is so much more individually driven. Yeah. And with the Mariners, they're only going to go as far as Julio goes and that's the number one goal for the team. But yeah, I mean, uh, like I mentioned, if he gets on a hot streak, sure. He can be in the conversation for uh, the MVP. Anything's possible. That's for sure. Yeah, so we're just going to have to see. I mean, I hope we could just see a record-breaking month this month. We're going to need it. You know, August is over. It's history. It's in the history books. September has not started off all that great for the Mariners. We'll be talking about that right after this. You know, as soon as the calendar ended, I remember they were talking to Scott Service, and he said, what he thought about August and, and all the record. And he, you know, jokingly said, I wish August was 60 days. Well, so do I, Hanno. How about you? Yeah. Since they came on the road, uh, they've lost some of their mojo, no doubt. I mean, it's tough when you rely on your starting pitching and it hasn't been great on this road trip. Um, and when it has, you haven't had the bats. Uh, you did have one game in game two when, you didn't have your star, uh, Luis Castillo, having his best stuff, but the bats bailed you out. And then the other two games, uh, it's been just both of them haven't showed up. So, yeah, tough stretch to start this road trip. But, yeah, lucky to get out with at least one win in these four games. Yeah, it's weird to look up at the standings and, you know, looking at your last 10 and see not a 9-1 and one or an 8-2 uh, with the Mariners or 6 they're six and four in their last 10, but we have seen four defeats in the last week. One was against Oakland in the middle of that series where they threw all those lefties out and we seem to only have lefties in the lineup. That was the game where Julio was sick. Ty France came out and I believe we had one other person. Oh yeah. That's when Kirby missed his start. Um, we also have seen Kirby come back this weekend Uh didn't quite look like himself and maybe that's attributed to what was going on with his health earlier in the week. Yeah. You get out of your routine routine as a professional. Um, It could have something to do with it. Um, You know, it just, it obviously wasn't his best start. Uh, he, He didn't even go four innings. Uh, gave up a long ball. And I mean, that's the trouble with the Mariners. You don't see it often, but in the last those last well, last few games, the Mariner pitching staff has given up three home runs per game, uh, and that's just unheard of. And the the whole thing where the building blocks start with the Mariners is their pitching, and especially their starting pitching. And if you don't get that, um, you're going to struggle. 
Yeah. And then if you can't sit there and match the runs, if the offense can't manufacture runs, we've seen the runs come across the board over this weekend in the Mets series and in game one here in Cincinnati, it's a majority of them, if not all of them in certain games uh, are coming from the home run ball. Yeah, they're certainly not getting many extra base hits. They've only had two in the last two games. They had a double from Canzone in this game one versus uh, Cincinnati. And then you mentioned uh, in that New York series, uh, nothing but home runs, but Julio just missed a home run and he got that triple off the wall there. And other than that, there hasn't been too many extra extra base hits besides the long ball. You're right. Yeah, and you look at this last game here, game one with Cincinnati, uh, there's quite a bit of chances. We had some second and thirds. We had some bases loaded. We actually saw Julio get up there in two instances after he hit a home run. Um, Umpire sure was squeezing him still. We just couldn't come up with a big hit. We also saw Gino get a situation where he had second and third. Yeah, it was two outs, but just couldn't get you know, any contact with the ball. And all three of those occasions that I'm talking about didn't get the ball in play. No, you mentioned Julio's last at bat. I mean, borderline pitch that was definitely a strike, and he didn't get the bat off his shoulder. Uh, hate to go down and end the game with not giving yourself a chance and getting the bat off your shoulder. That one was tough. Yeah, def- definitely was. But listen, all of these games that we're talking about, here's a little bit of positivity. If you're looking for silver linings in losses, yes, this game won with uh, Cincinnati definitely felt like a clunker. They were sloppy in the field. We were giving free bases away. You even heard Scott Service said if you could point to one thing, too many free passes, this is what it leads to. But then to the day, the Mariners in every one of these losses has had a chance to tie or win the game in the ninth inning. So overall, they're still playing good baseball. And again, we're talking about these close games. This is we're in close game territory right now. If you look at the rest of the schedule. As we've talked about, this doesn't have as many cupcakes or cookies and the peaches and cream that August did. No, it's go time now. Um, you got lucky throughout this last series or last uh, road trip, uh, not winning the games that you would hope to against teams that aren't having as good of uh, seasons. You had uh, the New York Yankees help you out in sweeping Houston, um, but the I, like you said, a silver lining is is you're still in first place, even though uh, things haven't been going your way on the field. But they got to turn it around right now. Uh, these next two games are huge. Uh, I think there's 25 games to go. If you win, go 13 and 12, you'll get to 90 wins. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's go time. I mean, this bullpen of the uh, Cincinnati Reds that pitched uh the whole game it went with a bullpen game they reminded me of the old nasty boys the way they dominated this manner lineup i mean we've been seeing nothing but double digit strikeouts just a couple walks here and there won this game uh they need to get back to seeing the strike zone and uh not fishing so much and hopefully get a little bit of better pitching and then hopefully they can get out of the funk that they're in right now they gotta lay off the sweeper that's what they got to lay off the sweeper if they can yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely a pitch that has handicapped them throughout this year. And at times they've had the eye when they were able to lay off it. But when it's going bad, it seems to go really bad. And it seems like the whole lineup is chasing that pitch. So um, unfortunately, 
Uh, you have a couple guys slumping that you really need right now with uh, Eugenio Suarez, Ty France. Um, just needs some other guys to help pick them up, and uh, hopefully they can get it going soon. Yeah, the double-digit strikeouts. We've heard Scott Service say it. I mean, the the numbers are right there. Anytime they that this team can keep themselves in the single-digit strikeouts, they're in good shape. Over the weekend, we saw 13, 12, 11. We saw 11 in the Reds game. So the proof is in the pudding right there. I mean, there are games like Saturday's game where – yeah, the Mariners put up eight runs and they and they struck out twelve times, but they had big home runs in that game. You had Teo's home run, you had Canzone's home run, you had the big home run in the ninth from J.P. Crawford. But yeah, when they put the ball in play, especially we got a lot of speed on this team and the way they hit the ball hard. When the ball is hit in play, it's obviously this is pretty simple. Going to benefit them big time. Yeah, and also it depends on when they're putting the ball in the play. I mean, throughout that month of August, they were getting clutch two-out hits uh, so far in this road trip. Um, they're getting some two-out hits, but uh, they're when the innings already started and the first two batters have gotten out, so um, they're getting a hit with two outs, but they're only getting one guy, and they're not uh, stringing together many hits. So, I mean, it's, it's a combination of a few things that uh, – Things just aren't going as smooth and as as well for them uh, in this road trip, but hopefully they can turn it around. Yeah, it's it's one in three right now. And look, it's not just all on the hitting. I could say on Friday it was quite a bit on the hitting. You know, you 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 lose a game like that where the only home run you get is from your leadoff hitter. But the last three days, the last three games leading up to this recording, some tough outings. Castillo did not have it. Did not look like himself. We also saw Kirby completely come out there and not look like himself. We've had the tough weather. He's had the bad health. You also saw Wu come out there and he did settle himself down, but did not get off to a good start. Also didn't have the greatest defense behind him, but did have one of the best plays you could see a pitcher make. Yeah, for sure. That was an incredible play. Uh Last few weeks, we've seen uh, the Mariner pitchers make some good uh, plays to help themselves out. The one where Weaver did uh, almost the same thing, except he slid in, like you mentioned now, with Wu. I mean, that was just an, an unbelievable play at a, at a big time in the game. Um, it's just hard the way uh, these Mariners are giving up runs early and getting so – I mean, getting far behind early on. It's, it's tough to uh, – claw back into him. We saw that game back in Seattle at the end of the homestand where they got down against Oakland, but luckily they got a big three-run homer from Teo to get them back. I mean, that's hard to come back from game after game. They're getting these big deficits and it's killing them. And when the pitching's not on and you have that, it's just a tough way to win. So a lot of things to clean up here. Yeah. So of course we all want to see the Mariners kind of come out of this funk. Uh, we are you know, looking at them through the lens of a team that just, you know, broke a franchise record, claw themselves 10 games back into the top spot. And at the time of this recording, we're tied with the Houston Astros that I know got swept over the weekend by the Yankees. And so you can say or look at it like, hey, well, if there was a time to lose with Texas and 
Houston losing, this was the weekend to lose. Or you can say, hey, we could have separated ourselves from them. And let's not forget Toronto Blue Jays, only a game and a half back. So don't be forgetting about that wild card that's sitting right there because you could easily go either way. You could easily be bounced out of this picture as well this month. Oh, absolutely. If you don't play good and you continue to play like this, you could be out of it before you know it. Like you mentioned, if Houston didn't have that tough stretch against the Yankees, we could be a few games behind uh, in the division for the West. I mean, yeah, you you got to keep winning games. I mean, that's that's all that matters. Yeah, you definitely do. You got to come out of this month above 500. You don't need the 21 wins. I think you probably need about... 16 or 17 out of this 29 to have yourself in good position for the West and at least ensure yourself probably a wild card spot. I think it'll take probably 15 more wins this month. Yeah. I mean, if you get 15 wins, that's 93 victories. Uh, so yeah, I mean, kind of the 90 is kind of the benchmark for getting the playoffs. It might take more, um, to win the West, uh, those teams, like you mentioned, the Astros and the Blue Jays, they have a, a really favorable schedule where the Mariners have one of the five to six toughest uh, in the last month of September here. So, yeah, to keep pace, you got to keep winning. What's the saying? Iron makes iron. What is the saying? Iron sharpens iron. I like that the Mariners have a tougher schedule because we're going to see what they're really made of. I think they're, they're very capable of getting the 15 or 16. I've said since the beginning of the year and in the middle of the year, I still think the cover charge to get into this dance is 92 wins. So yeah, 93 would put you in there. And I think I've said, and I still stand by this. I think 95 wins is what you're going to need for the AL West, the one good thing we got going on as far as Houston, we only play them three times. We've been eight and two, but we have not seen Verlander. We have not seen a fully healthy, you know, trash can lid banging, uh, wiretapping Houston Astros yet. You know, they're coming. It's September, uh, but we do hold the tiebreaker over them. So yeah, if the playoffs started right now, You'd, you'd have that tiebreaker over Houston, which is huge. So I think why I look at the number 90 or 95 wins is because I could see Houston probably looking at their schedule, having 93 to 95 wins. Yeah. I mean, anything's a possibility, especially with their schedule. Um, yeah. The, I mean, the, the whole goal is to just get in the dance, but man, it sure would be nice if we finally win a division for the first time since God, I don't even know, but uh, it would help you uh, set up your playoff um, pitching rotation. It would give you some rest. It's an easier way throughout the playoffs. Um, there's so many advantages to that, but uh, the main thing is just trying to get in. And uh, like you mentioned, this is going to test these guys to see if uh, this is the team that played uh, in August or if this is the team that we saw early on. Yeah, and it's going to test the Mariners fans. Uh, this is... Uh, you know, we've been on this fairy tale ride here in August. You know, you go back to July, they're booing them out of the building. Everybody's been giving up. Everybody's waiting for Seahawks training camp. Now everybody's getting in, back into the spirit of things. You got 40,000 people on a Tuesday night down at the game last week. But there is going to be, from here on out, 
a lot of anxiety, a lot of anticipation. You just got to enjoy the ride. This is this is playoff baseball. We're already there pretty much in spirit. It is just going to be an anxiety-ridden ride. You just got to get ready for it. And we're always going to be here talking about it on the Rye Bread and Mustard of Mariners podcast. We'll be back when this Red Series wraps. So we'll be back here on Thursday. We're actually going to talk to some guys from Cincinnati, a fun podcast called The New Nasty Boys. Looking forward to talking to them. Yeah, should be good. Uh, hopefully it'll be uh, a little bit rosier for us than we can win the next two and yeah. uh, um, win the series. But uh, they're also fighting for a playoff spot. So, yeah, um, I look forward to talking with those boys. Yeah, we just want to kind of have like a summit. We've had a lot of trades here in the last year or so. We've also had a lot of trades within our organization history with the reds uh so just kind of a fun red summit i actually met billy uh one of the hosts at edgar's uh pre all-star game week uh up here i believe it was during the yankee series actually and we just uh, exchanged um instagrams and emails and i'm glad we can make this work uh again if you're liking subscribing and following when we have these extra episodes there's come out there's no guessing game if you're liked and subscribed just some pretty simple shit also if you're looking for the gear hit up at simply.core that's at simply.core on instagram or etsy's with that being said hanno you know what time it is